This is almost the most important key to long-term success. I cannot stress this enough. Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. Today, we're going to be talking about five things to really be self-aware of if you really want success. And it is an empowering conversation to have to really remember what success is really created from. So get out a pen and paper. Hopefully these will bring you a lot of value and they may be areas that you could go and do some journaling on or go and do some work on to really help unkink the hose, you know, like picture a hose that has a kink in it. Once you work on these areas, it is literally like unkinking the hose and the flow and the power and the force is just completely undeniable. Number one, allowing the time for the return on your investment. Who has heard of the term ROI. ROI stands for return on investment. It is not an investment if you have not allowed the time to receive the return. I know a lot of us as very driven type A red personalities and millennials, we want instant gratification. We're high achievers. We have big goals and we don't want to allow much time for the return, right? And also at the same time, we have to be really self-aware of that little niggly E word that we get labeled um, with as millennials, entitlement, right? You need to earn and allow the time for the return. If that's in business, let's not forget that most businesses, traditional businesses take at least two years before they even break even, let alone have a return. So if you're in profit before that two year mark, like you are absolutely smashing it. You're doing so well. So allow the time for the return. Every single time you show up in your business to your goals, if you're building a following and a personal brand, whatever it is that you're doing, every time you show up, you are investing into your goal and you're sowing a seed. But like I always say to my team, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So are you going to be satisfied with just putting in the bare minimum? Like how does the bare minimum feel to you? Or could you do more? Because I have certainly witnessed this coming from, um, you know, PR land in agency world and also, you know, mentoring women in business for the better part of a decade now um, in various different ways. I may offend some people saying this, but I hand on heart can say I have witnessed that there is a little bit of an entitlement sometimes with some millennials, not all, but with some millennials thinking they just deserve the success tomorrow and they haven't done the work that is required to actually have the return that they want to have, right? So my mentor, um, I love this line from her. She always says, "Um, don't complain about the lack of results from the work that you didn't do. Like, and it's so true. Like you literally have to put in the work to then earn the result that you want to have, the outcome that you want to have. My number one, like this very first one around allowing the time for the return, you need to be self-aware of this because what have you sown? If you want to reap something really big, what have you actually sown? Have you just done the bare minimum and you're expecting to see a really large return? If you were watching someone from the outside and you wanted and you saw them get the, the result that you're after, what would you have expected to see them do? And are you doing that? So important to be self-aware of this because like anything in life, it, it takes effort and it takes input to get to where you want to be. So that's the number one is allowing the time for the return. Number two, realistic timeframes. Okay. So that it's one thing allowing the time for it. It's another thing like actually looking at, well, what is a realistic timeframe for this? At the time of recording this episode, 
I am pregnant and I know that there's 40 weeks of pregnancy, right? Nine, 10 months of being pregnant. I don't expect it to come sooner. If it does, what a beautiful thing, you know, if it's a couple of weeks early, that's awesome. But I don't expect it to come sooner because I know and surrender to the fact that that's how long a pregnancy is. If you've gone and enrolled in a uni degree, it's likely three years, right? If you do an internship it might, or um, apprenticeship, it might be two or three years. We are okay with these timelines that are sort of set in stone and a bit more solid because someone's told us what the timeline is, right? But when it comes to goals that are a little bit more ephemeral and we don't have a set timeline, people can overestimate what they will achieve in a year and underestimate what they will achieve in three to five years. And for so many people, three to five years is just too long. They're just like, don't want to wait that long, right? And that's also okay. If you have an immediate pain, you need to make 10 grand in the next three months to get out of an immediate pain. Also look at that, but look at what input you're going to deliver in those three months to have the outcome that you want to have. Is it real? Is it a realistic time frame? If you're just going to be doing one post a day and hoping that people come to you and buy your product to make 10 grand, right? Like the timeline needs to match the action and the input that you are intending to do to get to that goal. So number two is setting realistic timeframes for your goals. Number three, this is almost the most important key to long-term success. I cannot stress this enough. Being solutions focused. Your ability to solve problems is going to be directly correlated with your success. I'm sure everyone's seen that graph of like, you know, what people expect success to be. And it's like kind of like this steady line up and what success is, which is like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And it's only, it's slowly rising, but there's lots of peaks and troughs. And the problems that you face when you're, you know, let's take entrepreneurialism, right? Like the problems that you'll face when you first start out in a business are relatively small compared to what they'll be when you're, when you have a seven figure business, right? So you need to strengthen the muscle of being really good at being solutions focused and looking at a problem and going, okay, what are all of the different options? Have I uncovered it properly? And what can I do to improve the situation? Because they're only going to increase. And that's not a bad thing. If you want success and you're getting bigger problems, it means that you are where you want to be because the problems are slightly bigger and maybe slightly more important and, and not so easy to just brush under, under the rug because you are at a higher level of success. One of my mentors in my early days in PR once said to me, time or money can improve any situation. If you just throw a lot of time and effort or a lot of money at something, usually it can either go away or be improved. Now, this is actually the case. I know it sounds like this is just a business analogy, but actually in life, I'm going to use a parenting example for this instead of a business one. My son recently, you know, this year started kindergarten, doing really well, really happy, absolutely loving his experience, and also was a little bit behind with his reading and his writing. So we had the choice of two possible options. Get some tutoring, right? Which is the money. Like we could have chucked some money at it or chucked some time and effort at it. We wanted to chuck some time and effort at it. And obviously I'm my own boss. So I have the ability to have the time to do this. So we read more. We read twice a day instead of once a day. We started doing more writing. I asked my in-laws on Mondays, they pick him up from school. And I was like, on Mondays, would you mind doing a little bit of reading and writing with him? We all just, you know, really put in extra time and effort. And lo and behold, he 
he has really improved. If you look at any problem or situation that needs improving, if you can either put time and effort or money towards it, you're most likely going to improve it. So when it comes to being solutions focused and coming up against problems in whatever the goal is that you're trying to get to, really look at how can you use that one mantra to improve it. That's number three, being solutions focused. Before we go on, I want to ask you a super powerful question. What would it mean to you to make decisions based on your soul rather than your bank balance? Freedom to me means having true autonomy and choice in your life to live based off your values and soul's desires rather than what you can purely afford for you and your family or what your job requires of you. This is why I've been empowering women for the past almost five years to earn more with pleasure, earning your true worth without the insane hustle and with actually having choice in your life. It is so much more about how you earn rather than what you earn. If you'd like to learn more about how I mentor women to earn a time-leveraged income online, selling conscious health-based products and learning the skills of personal branding and attraction marketing, both very sexy skills to have, then click on the link in the show notes or DM me the word info on Instagram so we can have a proper chat. I love having one-on-one convos with you savvy queens and showing you how this kind of income and our community can help you truly live wildly empowered. Big love, back to the episode. Number four, your ability when you started your journey towards this goal, what was your ability? What was your skill set? How proficient were you at that thing? Have you had experience before? So if it's in business, for example, are you expecting to grow at the same rate as someone that has 10 years experience in that field? Or are you being realistic and going, okay, you know what? There's going to be probably a bit of a timeline where I'm not not so confident because I'm learning a whole new skill set and I'm completely new in this area. That would be a realistic way to look at it versus if you're literally walking into something with no prior experience and going, I'm going to smash it. Like I'm going to be, you know, top of my game, top 2% in the first month because I just, you know, have, have such a big vision. Awesome. And that attitude is great. And also you need to be prepared for some like serious work. It would be like a gymnast just starting gymnastic lessons and being like, I'm going to qualify for the Olympics next month. Like you haven't put again back to the first couple of points that I made, like you haven't really put in the work yet to be there and to reap the rewards of the gymnast that has been really training for years and years and years to get there. So look at your ability when you walked in, look at your skill set when you walked into this journey towards your goal and be really proud of it because part of the journey is not just getting to your goal. It's looking at your growth and really taking stock and pride and celebrating your growth as you go. In the entrepreneurial space, I've had such like the absolute honor of witnessing women who come into our space and don't know what their message is, have no confidence, don't value their own message or their own voice, don't know what they stand for, could, couldn't hold up a camera and talk face to camera if their life depended on it. And a few months in, they are a completely different person purely because they borrowed the belief from someone else and they saw others and learned from others who have gone before them. And that's what, you know, this podcast is called Wildly Empowered Women. That is what it's about, is actually owning who you are, what your message is, what your truth is, what you have to say and gift to the world, your genius zone. And that can only be unleashed. It's completely invisible 
It can only be unleashed if you allow yourself to. You are the permission slip for so many other women who are waiting to see you step up and use that as their permission slip to step up to. So if you're building a personal brand or an online business, that is such an important thing to really own and celebrate is the small wins along the way of your growth and where you are now compared to where you were when you first started. Really, really important to stop and smell the roses and celebrate yourself on that. Number five are the limiting beliefs and the time and energy you allow them to be there. Okay, so your limiting beliefs beliefs are any thoughts that you repeat on the daily that are going to hold you back. And a belief is just a thought that you've thought over and over again, enough for it to be ingrained into your mind as a belief. So this might be, she can, but I can't, or I'm just not that person that can show up on social media, or my family have never been, have never had money. So who am I to have money? There are so many different limiting beliefs that I hear on the daily. It could also be, I'm just not good on camera, or I just don't have anything valuable to say, or I'm just not the type of person who X, Y, Z. Here's a bit of a tough pill to swallow, but this is what it really comes down to with limiting beliefs. You are both the problem and the solution. So if you can be self-aware of what your limiting beliefs are, then you can stop them as soon as they start. Because anything that you're allowing in your mind, it's like a garden. The more weeds you allow in, the more they're going to take over the garden, right? You need to be weeding absolutely every single day. The moment you actually notice a limiting belief come up in your mind, you need to say to it, F off. (laughs) You need to stop it in its tracks and not allow it the time and the energy in the garden of your mind. Because the more you do that, the more you, especially like when you dwell on things, if someone says something to you and you're a bit triggered or if something happens or you see someone's post and it it really sticks with you, like how much time and energy are you going to allow that to play out in your mind? Because the story that we tell over and over to ourselves is the story that we play out and live out and we are creating our own reality with the thoughts that we think on the daily. I'm sure a lot of you, um, you know, listening to this podcast already know that I am a massive fan of Abraham Hicks. She is just the absolute god mother of your thoughts becoming your reality and really being aware of your limiting beliefs. I would very highly suggest watching, there's a 10, eight or 10 minute video that she does on telling a new story. So if you typed into YouTube, Abraham Hicks telling a new story, it's one of my favorite videos from her really talking to this topic. It's very, very powerful. On that note, I want to give you a bit of an activity that you can go away and do based on any limiting beliefs or anything that I brought up in this episode that you're like, oh yeah, that was a bit of a mirror. Like that's an area of of work for me. Before we wrap up this episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember how you discovered this podcast? Was it a friend's suggestion or an Instagram story, maybe a post? Somehow you found it and I'm hoping you're getting a lot of value from it. I need your help now to pay it forward so that other women can feel seen, heard, nourished, and more than anything, empowered from these conversations too. Big love, back to the episode. Here's what you can do. Everything that I've gone through, it's it's a form of limiting belief, right? All of the things that I mentioned. So if you went and journaled on what it is specifically that you say to yourself 
to do with timelines or problems arising? What's the thing that you're most pissed off about right now? If you went and journaled, what's pissing you off? What is holding you back? What do you wish was not present in your thoughts, in your mind, in your life right now? You'd be able to go and journal a page for me. And then what you'd do is highlight the main things. Like what are the recurring themes that keep coming up? Maybe it is all of these limiting beliefs kind of come down to the same theme of not feeling good enough or not feeling worthy enough. Whatever it is for you, go and journal what it is that's, as I said, pissing you off or um, triggering you or either recurring limiting beliefs that keep happening in your mind. Then what you're going to do is pick the top three to five of them and create the opposite affirmation. So what I mean by that is if a recurring theme coming up for you or a recurring story is I'm not good at public speaking, I'm not good at talking face to camera and I, you know, maybe you're someone that wants to make more reels or wants to do more of that, speak up more, use your voice, be heard, be seen, be appreciated, right? Maybe that's your desire, but your limiting belief is that you are not good at speaking. Your opposite affirmation, like your affirmation with the absolute opposite language to that would be every day I feel more empowered to speak my truth. And it needs to be words that empower you. Maybe it's every day I get better and better at unleashing my voice. Like what are the words that really light you up? Maybe, and this was a really big limiting belief for me when I started my business five years ago and I was working, we we're moving house, had a one-year-old, all the things were happening. I had a really big limiting belief that I didn't have enough time. I was stressed. I was hustling. I was busy. I like had this big limiting belief that I didn't have enough time. My opposite affirmation, which I still to this day use, is I always have enough time for that which is important and meaningful for me. So that's another example. Another example could be that you just feel like you're not good enough, like everyone else can do it because there's some shiny, amazing unicorn, but not you. Who are you? to have XYZ result? Who are you to achieve XYZ goal? Maybe you're just feeling unworthy and not good enough. And that's really the root cause of a lot of the limiting beliefs. So your opposite affirmation could be, it is my birthright to have and hold XYZ goal. I am worthy. I love myself and I'm ready. So that could be your opposite affirmation. So I really highly invite you to do this activity. Make a cacao, make a tea, pour a glass of rosé, whatever feels good for you and get cracking on what it is that's holding you back. What are the thoughts? What are the beliefs that are holding you back? And if you don't know immediately, do this across the, the course of a couple of days. Every time a limiting belief comes up, jot it down quickly in the notes of your phone or have a notepad somewhere and just jot it down because this is the most effective way to create affirmations. You can't just use any old affirmation that, you know, like someone told you to use because it's not personalized to you and it may not even it may not even be relevant to you. It really needs to be connected to what your own personal limiting beliefs are. And as I said in this episode, I hope you got some value from the five things to really be self-aware of if you want success towards any goal. They've, these things have really helped me. And these are the things that I've journaled on. I've worked with coaches on, I've been read books on, I've been really self-aware of so that there aren't things that hold me back in my business when they once were. So I hope that created lots of value for you. Would love to hear any comments. Um, feel free to DM me if I can help with any of them and go forth and thrive in your success now that you know them. Big, big love. See you in the next episode.